Thanks for listening to this Word in Your Ear podcast. If you'd like to get early access to all our productions ad-free, priority booking for our live events, and to take part in our weekly quiz, go to patreon.com slash wordinyourear for more details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to a podcast from The Word. Word Down Your Way. Testing. Two, two. Welcome to another edition of Word Down Your Way and uh, and another musician about to set out on a UK tour. It's the great Midge-Ure. Midge, hey. lovely to see you. And you guys. And where are you? You're in Spain, I think. Is that right? I'm in Spain just now, yeah. Um, uh, we've been in Portugal for a, a couple of months and I've popped over to Spain. Sometimes you just got to get away. You know what it's like as writers, chaps. You know, you sometimes oh, you got to get away. Yeah, 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 yeah. We we're always going to Spain. And just, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, if you if you're lucky enough, you know, now's a very good time to get out of the UK. I think it I is. God, and stay sometimes, out. Sometimes, sometimes you, you used to. It used to be, I suppose, you got away from the telephone and the television. Of course, with the internet, you can't get away from anything. Yeah. So it goes with you. You know. Right. Now, look, the, the traditional start to these things is your memories. It's all about, you know, live performance. We'll talk about your tour in a moment, which is, I think is in April, May, June, July, whatever. Um, but it's about your memories of the first shows you ever saw. Can you remember who you first saw? I, I can. Um, I, I think uh, I think my first real band that I saw, I was an apprentice, uh, but prior to becoming an apprentice engineer, um, I left school at 15 because I was useless at everything. Um, I went off and did... Uh, uh, a, a kind of day release thing from my apprenticeship, and uh, and one Friday uh, in the outskirts of Glasgow, I heard that Radio One were doing a road show uh, in in one of the venues in Glasgow, the Electric Ballroom, I think it was. Yeah, and I popped along there, not expecting to see anything, and the Marmalade were playing live. Wow! Oh, it was just, oh my it was God. Fant- I mean, they were fantastic. It was great, but I suppose other things that I saw around about the same time. Uh, there was a club in Glasgow called the Picasso Club, and I saw I don't know, John Heisman's Coliseum. I oh saw, wow! Yeah, I saw Skid Row. I saw uh, um, uh, Taj Mahal. Uh, oh, brilliant! Yeah, it was like you know you're you're fourteen or fifteen or whatever, trying to look sixteen to get into this club uh, and and see all these brilliant bands up close and personal. 
Um, so yeah, great. That was my. I suppose it was my. So the the, the marmalade, as you refer to them, because they were sometimes called marmalade, weren't they? I mean, the the question of the definite article is interesting. They were sort of Scotland's biggest group, weren't they at the time? Is that right? They probably were. Probably prior to that, maybe a couple of years before that, they were having all the hits, you know, Bloody and all of that. Yeah, stuff. Yes, they did. Um, and they were they were huge. You know, they were massive. They they were one of the few bands at that time who broke out of the thing. I mean, it would, you think. About it run about that period. It was just about the same time that Nazareth are about to happen and, yeah. and, and Tear Gas, this sensational Alex Harvey band, all of those bands, all those rock bands coming out of Scotland. Because we, we had no facilities up there. So it, to have a band who were international yes, uh, was were. quite something, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the first time you appeared on stage? Can you remember that? Oh no! Uh, many years ago, um, to to stand on stage, I suppose, with a guitar and and be in a band, um, I must have been thirteen or fourteen. So yeah, long, long, long time ago. Um, but in, in Scotland, they had this weird thing where uh, we didn't have a pub rock circuit in Scotland because the church ran the licensing laws. So you weren't allowed to charge money to see bands perform in pubs. So you guys had all this fantastic pub rock circuit where, where bands could come along and play their own stuff and cut their teeth and learn how it all worked. And we had to be human jukeboxes playing. Play yeah, you played in, in yeah. various discotheques. Was it Clouds, wasn't it, in Edinburgh, places like that? You Clouds played? in Glasgow was, a, was part of the Apollo it was it yeah. was it was on the top of the Apollo. It was like a massive ballroom held like you know two thousand people, three thousand people, and clouds in Edinburgh and Glasgow uh, were owned by our management company at the time. So, and you were in what was it? Stumble? It, it, it was it, Salvation. You know, no, it was Stumble at the time, uh, and then I I finally joined Salvation, who were the the forerunners to Slick, I suppose. So we were we were. So what covers were you playing? This is brilliant. Oh, and which one, which ones never let you down? No, we were we were a really choice band. You know, we we steered clear of Son of My Father and played <laughs> things like uh, you know this town ain't big enough for both of us. You know, we 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 erred on the side of quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What other what other what other ones were the were the floor fillers that you can you remember? Oh, you know, uh, uh, um, what was that? Jojo Gun. Uh, oh, Run, Run, yeah. Run. Run, Run, Run. That was a classic. Yeah. People loved that because the singer at the time was just the guitarist. The singer at the time, in order to do that slide thing, I used to run the mic stand up the neck of my guitar to get that. And everyone thought this was amazing. <laughs> it was a stage oh, act. Theater. That was it. You see, it's so true. It's so true. The cheap gimmicks that get yeah. you through. Is that still True and on the live circuit, you know you what know, I mean. It's 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 kind of it's kind of true. I mean, the the thing that stands out for me, the, the great thing about having you know having the association with the Glasgow Apollo, where I saw everybody from the Carpenters to the Eagles to T Rex to everything, was that I got to see uh, David Bowie doing his Spiders tour, the Ziggy Stardust tour, and and I think Starman had just happened. they just been a huge hit for him, Top of the Pops, all of that stuff. And uh, and I was playing that night. It was a Friday night. But I got to the matinee. They were doing two shows. So then I'm at four o'clock in the Glasgow Apollo watching David Bowie, remembering every nuance and, and probably enhancing it over the years. But the, the, the cheesiest, cheapest effect that they did was in the middle of, of um, Space Oddity when they did that, was they put the spotlights on the turning mirror, mirror ball 
which sent beams of light shattered yeah, yeah. like all around yes. the Apollo. Everybody so, did that. Yeah. Going, wow, this is amazing. It's the, it's the cheesiest, most simple thing you could possibly do, but incredibly effective. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's absolutely true. It, yeah, it didn't take much to amuse us in those days, did no, it? Really? Sally didn't take much to amuse me. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a gog. <laughs> I can remember seeing the Pink Floyd and we sent a small, kind of like a wooden aeroplane down a wire that supposedly crashed into the back of the stage and fireworks went off. And you think of it now, it's the most analog, clunky, <laughs> kind of ridiculous thing. It's it's low tech. Isn't it? It's a bit tight. Very, very, it is tight. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Oh, God. So, but greatest gig you ever saw? Can you, can you think of something that was just absolutely sensational? Well, I think that was one of them. I mean, I, yeah, had a, yeah, yeah. I had a I had a run of you know turning up at venues not to either be let in or, or for the headliners not to turn up. I turned up to see uh, Deep Purple just again when uh, when uh, Black Knight uh, or, or Strange Kind of Woman, whichever one came first, yeah. became a hit. And they were meant to play the Electric Gardens in Sucky Hall Street, which holds like a thousand people or something. And ten thousand people turned up and blocked off Sucky Hall Street to buy tickets because most days you didn't buy them in advance so I never saw them then I went to the Glasgow Apollo to see Black Sabbath Family and Stan Webb Stan Webb's Chicken Show oh who were great we love Stan Webb did he have his did he have his lead that he went off stage he had a 30 foot lead didn't he 100 foot leads 100 foot lead yeah but in those days you know it had to have a very loud amplifier because the longer the lead the worse the signal to the amplifier that's right he used to walk down he got off that stage which must have been 20 feet high yeah walks through the audience playing his guitar uh, and again there you go that's a mirror ball with the lead that's what it that is. really is <laughs> so, so sorry what venue was that again that was the it was, L- a, it was the it was the green playhouse prior to being changed to the glasgow apollo because that did have a very high stage didn't really it? high right, really high stage it was petrifying that was one well, of the one why of the was it why was it such a high stage 
Was it to do with the performance fear of the audience in Glasgow at all? Was it, you know, because all those stories about, you know, comedians being... If you're yeah, in protection. Dying a death. I think, I, think, I think it was probably the audience that instigated it so that if they didn't like who it was, if they fell off the stage, they weren't coming back. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah. wanted, they wanted a pound of flesh. <laughs> oh, I'm so pleased you saw Stan Webb with his uh, with his, his enormous guitar leads. Yeah, absolutely. the great thing is that Black Sabbath didn't turn up, so I ended up just watching the headliners didn't turn up. So we just stayed and watched the rest. It was great. Those were the days when the headliners didn't turn up. That happened quite frequently because their van had broken down on would the break M1. Down, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah it it wasn't. There'd been a service like, station. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. You know, like you know, strops. You know, throwing your toys out the pram. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Your transit didn't make it <laughs> right so you're about to go on tour or when, when do you when do you begin march well it's because it's been postponed twice uh right. since 2019 uh, uh, uh we uh it's we started it uh, six months ago we to do four shows that couldn't be moved so we did all the prep for those four shows in the uk went into europe and did the rest of it but now we're coming back in to do all the dates in the UK. So it starts It starts in April through to uh, mid-May. Right. And what kind of show is this we're talking about? Well, it's, um, it's my band Electronica, I call them. It's, um, it's the four of us on stage uh, surrounded by technology and guitars. And uh, we, we're looking at uh, the two Ultravox albums uh, prior to... Uh, and uh, sorry, after the uh, Vienna album, uh, we did the Vienna album and the first Visage album on the tour that uh, uh, in 2019, when it was all kind of cut short when COVID kicked in. Um, so the follow up to that was due to happen a year afterwards, which didn't happen, of course. Um, so it's those two albums, the uh, Raging Eden album and the Cortez album. And you know the, the the obligatory hits that you wouldn't be allowed. Certainly not off. Of, you'd, you'd be falling off the stage at the Glasgow Apollo uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with some 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 very distraught fans pushing you from behind if you didn't play the hits. You know what are the, yeah. what are the hits that you end with? Oh, you know what? That's a, that's a good one. I'm not quite sure. I, I being being the, the being, we always described Ultravox as one of these bands. That if you wanted to scratch the nose, they'd have to kind of do it that way—a really awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And more often than not, that sticks, and because a, a lot of it was a lot of it came from me. Um, we tend to finish with like really moody, dramatic, mournful, sad, miserable tunes. Um, rather than the big obvious, <laughs> leave everyone with a spring in their step. Let's go home singing, dancing. You know, no, no, no. Yeah, no yeah. Let's go home with you know and, and want to top ourselves. <laughs> it seems to be. <laughs> it seems to suit. So, the, but this idea of doing old albums, which is clearly a popular idea, isn't it? With with people. Isn't it amazing that nobody ever did it for about 30, 40 years? And then suddenly. Well, it's a bit like it's a bit like I suppose greatest hits albums. I remember when when uh Chrysalis Records came to Ultravox uh um uh, way before the, our demise and suggested we do a compilation album, a greatest hits thing, and we thought, no, no, this only happens when the band's not around or you're all dead. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, and, <laughs> And we're not quite there yet, but but then it then all of a sudden became a, a, a you know a de rigueur. Everyone had to have a greatest hits, and then throw on a new track as well. But there's something about um, it's a nostalgia thing for the audience, and it's a 
It's an audience who probably missed out on seeing Ultravox. They're never going to see Ultravox again. It's it's not going to happen. They're, they've never heard those songs performed live. And I can see why they want to go there. It's painful for me because I go back and listen to those records and analyse them. I sit and go, oh, that's quite interesting. Oh, my God, how did we get away with that? You do you, know, you do that. Yeah. Because you do. This yeah, is, yeah. I'd like yeah. to think it's a sign of progress or whatever. Do you feel self-conscious about those... playing songs that you wrote when you were so much younger? Yeah, some of them. Because you get that with the Robert Plant kind of uh, Stairway to Heaven thing that he wrote when he was about 19. It's just agonised with embarrassment about these lyrics that he wrote. He can't bear to sing them anymore. Do you, do you yeah. ever suffer from any of that? Yeah, I, I do, but I just cherry pick. I just I just avoid them completely. The, the ones that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't stand there and, and sing some of the things. I mean, some of the things are, you know, they're cheesy and they don't stand up and I get it. And, I, and the fans will hate me because it's usually the ones they love. Um, and I just can't do it. You can't you can't stand there and pretend that you're you're actually into it. A lot of them make the transition to playing now and playing live incredibly well. And they're the ones that I I do, but I just don't do the complete albums. I, I, I don't I don't get it. I think it's I once saw I once saw and he's probably dead now, so I can say it. I saw Derek Nimmo in a panto uh, in in Bath when the kids were young, and he obviously thought it was beneath him. And he staggered around stage, not knowing his lines, and obviously hating every second of it. And I thought, I can't be that guy. I can't just stand there and do this for all the wrong reasons, you know. Quite <laughs> rightly. God. Well, look, Midge, fantastic talk. So it's, when is it? It's April, May, June, July, I think. April, May, April and May. And then there's all the, May. all the festival things during the summer, all the usual suspects. Well, we will heavily plug those dates at the end of this. And it's uh, and as they say on the Terry Wogan show, uh, they used to say, good luck with the tour. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) really nice to talk to you. This podcast was brought to you by The Word. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.